I love it that you carry a pack around with you. <laughs> I, I also do, listeners. Um, <laughs> Hi there, and a very warm welcome to episode 14 of People Soup. It's Ross McIntosh here. I'm delighted again to be joined by a guest, a guest we've heard from before, but she loved it so much she came back. It's Maddie. <laughs> Welcome, Maddie. I'm back. <laughs> she sounds like she's here under duress the way she says I'm back, but I assure you she's, she's quite giddy to be here. I am giddy. Good, good. Thank you for that confirmation. Yeah. We're going to continue our conversation about ACT. So we're going to talk about, I think of a snappy title for this, but how we've used ACT on ourselves. Because in the ACT world, they talk about to be able to train this, to be able to convince other people to buy this, because some of my work is going to organizations saying, hey, you need this, the evidence is great, and you need to invest in this. You need to be using it on yourself. And it's a great way to learn it too. But that's too long for a title of an episode. So I will try and... (laughs) So that's why I call this episode Act and Us. Very snappy. Mm, yeah, ish. Anyway. Let's just catch up on news and reviews before we go on. Got a great tweet from Shannon Haran, who said, Quick shout out to Ross McCoach and his podcast People Soup. I recently utilised the body and breath exercise episode when I was feeling a little anxious on a flight and it was enormously helpful. I will always keep that episode downloaded on my phone. Shannon, that's great to hear. I'm really pleased I could provide you with some in-flight service, even from my virtual position. Thank you very much. Again on Twitter, Turtle Wilson said, Hey, Ross McCoach, enjoying People Soup Pod, and also that mesmerising incidental music. Do you hear that, Andy Glenn? Mesmerising. Turtle went on to say, Interesting mix of topics. I like the episode length and an astute mix of act-based theory and real-life examples. Turtle, thanks very much for taking the time to tweet that. Really, really appreciate it. There was a comment on Instagram, which I now cannot find due to my technical incompetence, but I know Adam Lewis over on Instagram wrote something very appreciative, and I'm very grateful for that. And finally, on LinkedIn, Nikki was really taken with the photo of me and Maddie as we recorded our episode. And that tickled her no end. And as a fellow organisational psychologist, um, thank you very much, Nikki. This kind of segues nicely in to thinking about interviews. Maybe Nikki one day will be an interviewee on the podcast. I really hope so. I do have a couple of people lined up for interviews on the podcast. I just need to work out the logistics of making that happen hopefully quite soon, so watch this space. Now let's go back to the conversation with the outstanding Ms. Maddie Scott. So, let's get, let's get down to it and ask... I'm going to start asking Maddie a question, and then I'll try and answer the same question if I remember. But is there anything that stands out for you, Maddie, and how you've used ACT on yourself? Yeah, I think one of the main things that I've done is probably around the more mindfulness side of it. Um, Mm. I actually got quite good at doing mindfulness when I became a commuter. So I'd always been one of those people who went to a mindfulness course, thought it was quite interesting, totally forgot to ever do it again. Mm. Uh, But when I became a commuter, I found that the time I spent between 
two stops was basically exactly 10 minutes, which is Brilliant. a perfect amount of time to do one of those guided mindfulness yeah. sessions. Um, so I actually got into a bit of a routine of doing it um, and doing it every day or every day that I went into the office anyway. Mm. And I did find it would help me prepare for the day um, and kind of get in the right mindset. Another way that I've used mindfulness is going to bed at night. Okay. So sometimes when you put your head on the pillow, that's the time when all the thoughts rush into it and you realise what you said that day or yeah. you worry about what's happening tomorrow. And actually just something as simple as focusing on the breath mm. can just almost recalibrate your mind to not start fretting and worrying so much mm. um but like you said before i think also with mindfulness almost being more mindful rather than sitting i don't i don't sort of adopt the lotus position on the great western railway <laughs> <laughs> and terrify are you on the luggage rack yeah. <laughs> terrify all my fellow commuters like it's obviously easy to do mindfulness uh, subtly um but also just more in the moment so almost mm. noticing realizing being a bit more present i think that's something that i've been a lot more aware of since i've got into mindfulness and act okay so through that practice you maybe enhanced your skill in noticing yeah I think so I like I like the way you realised that on this changing context when you moved out of London yeah you realised you could use this portion of your commute yeah to to practice the skill the train's nicer than the tube I can uh, confirm yeah. yes thank you you heard it here first folks what about you is there anywhere that you have noticed act coming into your life oh gosh plumbing everywhere I think but um I think a standout moment for me, I think I mentioned the last time we spoke, was when Paul said it's up to us to go out there and normalise that our minds produce lots and lots of unhelpful content. But I think the other thing that really struck me and that I use every day is values. Mm. Thinking about what's important to me in this circumstance, what's important to me in this meeting I'm about to go in. What do I want to use as that beacon for my behaviour? Or, or what, what values do I want to bring to training? We've talked about me doing training with the workshop we designed. The values I really focus on there are developing my skills. Because I think every time you deliver, you get something different from the people you're mm. working with. They're really generous, they're really inquisitive, and you get something from them. Another of my values is sharing this behavioral science to make it accessible for people. Courage. Mm -hmm. I, I feel sometimes it takes courage to stand up and do this and be vulnerable. But we've spoken before that self-disclosure can be really powerful in this type of training. Humour. I like to use humour because I think if you can get people to laugh, it maybe changes their perspective a bit. Yeah. I'm wanting to make a difference, wanting to get this into the workplace. And I work with a variety of workplaces, but yeah. How about you? What, what sort of values do you do you reflect on in your either your work or particular yeah. instance at work. I'm a big fan of a values card sort, Ross. Oh. Love a values You're card sort. You're talking my language, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the ones that tend to come up to me, um, <laughs> to come up to me, to come up for me, yeah. um, are around contribution. So actually making yeah. a positive difference. Mm. Um, fun is often on there as well. Yeah. So kind of, you know, wanting to, you know, have a good time um, mm. and also courage as well and courage is one I think that takes more effort for me so 
I think that's the interesting thing with values is it doesn't necessarily have to be something that comes easily to you. So mm. I can quite easily, you know, jog off and have some fun somewhere. I find it quite easy to find the fun. Yeah. Um, but courage is harder. But I think having that as, at the forefront of your mind and saying, no, this is something that I value and therefore I'm going to go and do this is something that's almost more mm. important when it's something that doesn't come so naturally. Understood. And I've used it... Um, well, I've done this. I've done values card sorts with sort of friends and family before. <laughs> Such a laugh at the pub. Um, but I remember doing it in particular. I went on holiday with my mum earlier this year, right. and I was talking to her about what I'd been up to, and I just happened to have a values card pack in my bag, as you do. That's my girl. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I said, "Oh, find it, you know, just for this holiday, just for this like next few days." It was me, her, and my brother, and she was getting a bit stressed about thinking, "Oh God, are we all going to like?" scrap and argue I really want everyone to get on really well um, and so she did a little values card sort of for the next few days and one of the ones that came up for her was around adventure so kind of looking for the adventure and being you know up for a challenge I suppose mm. and um we we're in Venice oh nice <laughs> and I was quite keen to go on a gondola Mm -hmm. um, but she was quite keen not to. <laughs> um, and the main reason was she thought she'd look silly. Right. Understandable, like people do gawk at people in gondolas. Yeah. Um, but then she remembered the value of adventure. And so we went on the gondola and she had a great time. Wow, that's a brilliant story. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it because <laughs> that's, the, that's the rub with values. Mm. I love it that you, I love it that you carry it. A pack around with you. I, I also do, listeners. Such a um, <laughs> but I love it that your mum chose adventure. Mm. It's quite a while, I'm guessing, since you've been on holiday with you two and your mum. Mm. And it's that adventure. People often pause on that card, actually, when I would do work with people either individuals or groups, and they say adventure. Oh no, I'm not adventurous. Mm. But I think one man's adventure is bungee jumping. Another man's adventure is trying a different brand of washing powder. Yeah, absolutely. They both can be adventures. It just depends on the context. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's quite good to contextualise values as well. So my mum probably wouldn't have chosen adventure if I just said, what are your values? But because it was around a specific event, she thought, this is what I want to be doing in the next few days. Thank you for bringing up the C word. Yeah, contextualise. <laughs> yeah. This is the amazing thing about values. It's, it's, we can use them as a, we can have values that are a rich seeing throughout our whole lives. Sometimes as you go through different life stages, values will change and become rise in prominence or go down a bit in prominence. But you can use it for hell. I'm going on holiday with my two kids. How do I want that to be? Mm. And it's such a great way to use them and almost, and kind of be playful with them, have fun and look. You went on a gondola. We did. It was wild. It was wild. Did the man <laughs> sing to you? Uh, he didn't sing. Someone was singing sort of further down the canal. We did end up going out onto sort of the, the Grand Canal, oh, which blimey. was a bit hairy. Are, are there rapids there? How does that work? <laughs> Not quite rapids, but there were definitely sort of essentially uh, boat tubes. Where sort oh, of very... Breaking. So it's like Yeah, it was busy. Traffic. It was busy, yeah. How did mum respond to that? She was all right. Yeah, she was coping. Excellent stuff. <laughs> Braving adventure on the high seas. Excellent. Love it. Thank you. I'm going to try and bring this together, mm. Maddie, as a, as a takeaway. Hopefully from us sharing those little snippets of how we've used ACT, it gives you a sense of the different contexts you can practice mindfulness in. Mm -hmm. 
And the benefits you noticed, you noticed, if I got this right, that you're more skilled at noticing what's going on around you, but also all that internal stuff? I think so. I think I'm more aware of noticing my thoughts. Yeah. I could definitely improve, but I'm certainly more aware. Yeah. And then values. Mm. Look at these different ways we use values and how they can be applicable for big things, for a holiday, and just being open to them and recognising the context. So what what we've done is we've put a list of values over on the episode notes for this podcast. And maybe just to get a bit playful with them, have a look at that list of values. It's from uh, an act guy called Ross Harris. Have a look through that and maybe just pick one that intrigues you. Pick one and see if you can bring it to life in your behaviour or activities. That's the, that's the challenge and that's the key takeaway. Having heard how Maddie's used values with her mum... How, how we both used values in our work in organizations. Think about what you've got coming up, maybe. Maybe you've got a big event, family event, work event. Have a look through that list of values, choose one, and see if you can bring it to life in that context. That's our little top tip for you today. <laughs> Maddie. Yeah. Second time you've joined us. I thank know, you so very much. much. I'm hoping you might even come back again. See if you see, see uh, yeah, if you invite me back. <laughs> oh, she paused there. <laughs> um, but you're always very welcome. So there you have it. Thank you to you. Thank you so much for listening and get in touch. Let me know what you think about this episode or any episode on email at peoplesoup.pod at gmail.com, on Twitter at Ross McCoach, or on my fledgling account for the podcast, which is at PeopleSoupPod on Twitter, and on Instagram at People.Soup. Whether it's to feedback on any episodes, ideas for topics for new episodes or guests, please do just feel free to get in touch. I love hearing from you. Yeah, I think it just leaves me to thank Andy Glenn for the Spoon Orchestra, thanking Maddie Scott once again, for being the first and a fabulous guest. And back to you. Thanks to you for listening. Have a great week. Speak to you soon. And bye for now. Oh, I like that one. That was good. I think we've got it in the bag. Yeah.